Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to the Morning Five podcast. Today is Thursday, March 2nd. And as always, it is brought to you by the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com. Local lawyers catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. Today is National Egg McMuffin Day. I am a huge fan of Egg McMuffins. I don't go to McDonald's much because I hate fast food and I hate I hate McDonald's, um, but I do enjoy an Egg McMuffin. If I can get an Egg McMuffin without having to go to McDonald's, um, then I would totally, totally do that. Not a huge McDonald's fan, do like Egg McMuffins, I don't know if I like them more than their than their pancake sandwich thing. Um, I forget what those are called, but those are pretty good. But I do love Egg McMuffins. Love Egg McMuffins. Today is also National Banana Cream Pie Day. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had a banana cream pie. I know I'm a big fan of cream pies, but I'm not sure if I have ever had a banana cream pie. The one they have here, the picture that I'm looking at, it's in like a whiskey glass. They have a, a whole little cream pie that they've put into a whiskey glass, which is pretty amazing. Uh, looks pretty good. I would definitely try that. Not a huge sweets fan, but anytime you can involve, you know, a cream pie, I'm a big fan of that, or bananas, um, I would uh, I would definitely try that. Yesterday in spring training, the Braves tie the Rays 3-3, three to three, another tie uh, I really get sick of these, but it sort of is what spring training is about. It's it's not really about wins and losses. It's just about getting people reps. So I sort of understand it. 3-3, three to three, Braves tie yesterday. Justin Dean, Danny Hechevarria, and Tyler Tolv all with RBIs yesterday for the Braves. Jesse Chavez went two innings, zero earned runs, and three Ks. It's crazy how every single season it seems like Chavez finds his way back to the Braves, sort of like uh, Duvall. You know, I feel like Adam Duvall always finds his way back to the Braves at some point during the summer. Uh, so Chavez had a good outing yesterday. Braves send Chadwick Trump down to the minors. Part of a couple roster moves yesterday for the Atlanta Braves. And Chipper Jones was interviewed by USA Today yesterday about the team coming up this season. What he saw in the youngsters, what he thought the team was going to achieve, stuff like that. Uh, and through the article, he said that we've got five or six studs in this lineup and you know, uh, you know, Acuna's up there, Matt Olson's up there, Ozzy Albies, Vaughn Grissom, Michael Harris. I mean, this team just has so many studs. Austin Riley, uh, you know, just on the just on the you know uh, position player part, not even counting the rotation and the bullpen. So, I'm sort of with Chipper right here. This team has a ton of studs this year. I feel insanely confident going into the season. I feel. I want to say I feel more confident going into the season than I possibly have ever in a Brave season, um, which seems kind of crazy because I liked the team last year a lot. I like the team this year even more. I think this year's team is much more well-rounded than last year's team going into the season. Uh, just come out of spring training healthy 
And honestly, opening day, I think this team has more talent than last year's team does. But th these are these are two back-to-back -back years where we have had a legit preseason shot at being the favorites to win the World Series. And last time I checked, we were still World Series favorites. Um, not on any betting sites, but on a lot of analytical sites that the Braves are still the, uh, the favorites to win the World Series. Something interesting came out yesterday uh, via the NFL. It came out from the NFL PA. Uh, they do this every single year where they rate the teams through their players. So the players get to kind of voice their opinion on the teams. They they talk about it, and it's, it's all full of anonymity. You, you don't know what players voted on what, but it, it's your team that talks about your facilities. It talks about uh, the treatment of families, the nutrition, the weight room, the strength staff, the training room, the training staff, the locker room, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I thought it was interesting some of the stuff that came out with the um, with the Falcons yesterday. A lot of positives, but some odd negatives. So let's look at the positives first. Breakdown of key categories, treatment of families. Falcons graded out a B. That's good. They ranked 12th in the NFL. That's fantastic. That's the top half. Uh, food service and nutrition, not great, but they are in the top half of that at 16th. Training room, they had a B minus. They're in the top half, the 12th there. Training staff, they got an A. Uh, one of only two A's from the Falcons. They were ninth in that one. And team travel, they got an A minus as well. Uh, they were tied for ninth in that. So some positives to take away there. Uh, they also voiced their um, voiced their support for Arthur Blank. Uh, that's one of the one things that really was emphasized in this report that came out was that the players for the Atlanta Falcons had a lot of faith in Arthur Blank and you know trusted their owner. Um, despite some issues, our survey showed that respondents do have faith in the club owner, Arthur Blank, as 100% of responses indicated that they believe he is willing to invest in upgrades to improve the facilities. So that's good. So the negatives that I'm about to read off onto you aren't great, but it shows that the players believe that Arthur Blank will invest in the facilities if the players you know, can prove and say that, hey, these facilities suck. We need better facilities. We need these upgraded. So the Falcons ranked 23rd overall out of 32 teams in the NFL. The weight room, the strength coaches, and the locker room were the lowest ranked for the Falcons. Players feel that there is not nearly enough space to do what they need to do in the weight room. So got to get a bigger weight room. And I would assume that would not be... Some of the, some of the faults that the Falcons were ranked really surprised me because of the way that Arthur Blank does invest in the Falcons and, and the facilities that... I have seen have looked immaculate, but you know, I'm just sort of looking from my point of view. I'm not looking from a player's point of view where a player has traveled around the NFL and he's seen, you know, maybe seven or eight different facilities, seen what they look like. You know, I, I don't know what the Falcons facilities look like compared to a, a Cowboys facility or a Packers facility or a Bills facility or a Patriots facility. I'm not, I don't know any of that. So this is kind of an interesting look at the facilities through a player's point of view. So weight room, Needs to get bigger. Not enough room to do what they need to do. 30 of the 32 teams in the NFL gave their strength coaches fairly positive reviews. Atlanta is one of the only teams that stood out much lower than the rest of the league. The players do not feel like the strength staff helps them be more successful. That's really surprising. And that's something that should be able to be fixed quite quickly. Um, you know, if your strength staff isn't doing what they need to do, that's something that can be, you know, rectified immediately. 
a bigger weight room that has to be built, that has to be constructed. That might, you know, take some time. But a new strength staff, that should be, you know, automatic. I, I think they should probably hire, you know, Marathi from Ohio State or Anthony Schlegel. Get him in here and get that strength staff. That was, that was kind of surprising to me that um, the strength staff was rated so low. 58% of the players believe they received an individual plan, which ranked 31st in the NFL. Next to last, next to last was the strength and conditioning for the Atlanta Falcons, which makes me wonder. I wonder if the strength and conditioning for the Falcons are the same that were with Atlanta United last year because we sort of saw the, the same issues with Atlanta United on the strength and conditioning last year. And then 67% of the players felt like they had enough room which ranked 27th in the locker room. Small physical lockers and not very large room feels old and needs renovation. How is that possible? Now, you know, I was trying to figure out if they were talking about the locker room, I'm going to assume they were talking about the locker room in the bins and not at the training facility up in Flowery Branch. How in the world is their locker room old and needing renovations? Is If this is truly talking about the locker room at Mercedes-Benz, I it, it doesn't specify. It doesn't specify in this report if it's the locker room at Mercedes-Benz or the locker room in Flowery Branch of their training facility. And, that, and that's one of the things that I would I'd sort of like to know. Because if it's up in Flowery Branch, that would make sense. Because I don't know if that place has ever been renovated, ever. And it's been there for forever. If it's Mercedes-Benz, how is that even possible? That stadium was just built a couple years ago. That should have a huge lock. I've seen the locker room. They're huge. The lockers do seem smallish, I guess, but the, the room doesn't seem small. Um, but yeah, they, they rank 27th in locker room as well. So I don't know. This is a very interesting report coming out from the NFLPA. I don't know if Arthur Blank and the Falcons are going to put any weight in this. Maybe they are. You know, Maybe they're going to see this report, talk to their team, and try to get some of those upgrades to the facilities in to provide a, a better working atmosphere for the players. Um, but I, I think the strength and conditioning one is the most concerning. The bigger weight room, you can figure that out. The locker room, you know, make it a little bit bigger, whatever, renovate it, that's fine. That's, you know, that's that's no big deal. But the strength and conditioning stuff, the, the coaches not being up to snuff the rest of the NFL, I think that should be very concerning to the coaching staff and to Arthur Blank. Uh, there in that Atlanta Falcons locker room. So it'll be interesting to see if anything comes out of this report. Um, if you want to see it, go to go to NFLPA.com, and they have it there. It's the NFL team report cards. Uh, some interesting stuff. I think the Washington uh, commies probably ranked last on absolutely everything. The only thing the commies did well is the strength staff. Everything else was terrible from the commies. So maybe higher over the commies strength staff. But it is an interesting little read from the NFL Players Association. March started yesterday, and I am super stoked because it means we are into bracketology. We're into bracket watch. Bubble watch, bracket watch, coming down to the end of the regular season, about to start conference tournaments here in a couple of days. I am stoked. This is my favorite time of year. I love, love, love the, uh, the, the men's basketball tournament, March Madness, and everything that goes around with it. I have all my screens fired up, have my TV going. I can't wait. I am super stoked for it. So let's get into bracket watch. Last four in right now in the tourney. Mississippi State, Boise State, Wisconsin, Arizona State. I agree with all four of those teams. I think all four of those teams deserve a spot. Last four in, not sure about that. Probably a little bit better than some teams. I'm a huge fan of Mississippi State. I think they've been through the ringer. I, I honestly think they probably make it 
they make it out of round one, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them make it out of round two and get to the Sweet 16. I think they have a phenomenal team. Boise State, Wisconsin, and Arizona State all make it to the round of 16. I think they all lose first round. Decent teams, uh, but Boise State has been hit with some injuries, so I'm not sure if they can get out of the round of 16, or the round of uh, 64, excuse me. And then Wisconsin, Wisconsin's big inside, but they lack guard play. Um, and Arizona State, I haven't watched them much, but that conference out there has not been phenomenal this year in uh, college basketball. First four out right now. UNC, I agree with that. UNC's atrocious. They should be out. Oklahoma State, also agree. They've played terrible this year. Clemson, haven't watched any of their games this year, but just from looking over their record and looking over their schedule, I agree they should be out. And Michigan, this is going to be interesting because uh, the Big Ten and the uh, Big 12 all the teams that are in it, like Oklahoma State and everything, they have a chance to make a big push in the conference tourney and change the mind of some of the committee to get in to uh, the big dance. So I, I think Michigan right now is out, but it, it would only take Michigan maybe one or two wins in the conference tournament to change the mind of the committee and get put into the, the tournament, to get put into March Madness. Uh, the next four out, Utah State agree. Charleston, I disagree with this one. I think Charleston shouldn't be the next four out, shouldn't be the first four out, shouldn't be the last four in. I think Charleston should be in. And if Charleston makes an in, much like Mississippi State, I think Charleston could shock a lot of people. I wouldn't be surprised to see Charleston make it into the Sweet 16. Charleston has a really, really good veteran squad, and that's going to pay off in the tournament. It's going to pay off in the conference tournament as well. Uh, so if Charleston gets in, Look for them to shock a lot of people. Penn State, next four out, I agree with that. Penn State doesn't have a good team. And Texas Tech, I think Texas Tech might sneak in as well. I think Texas Tech and Michigan are going to play very well in their conference tournament and sneak in to uh, the tournament, the, the big tournament, the men's tournament. You know, March Madness, once it kicks off here, it's going to start soon, I think. We're not long. We're uh, not long away from that starting. Maybe a couple weeks. Trying to see if I can get an actual date. I think it's a couple weeks. Uh, but the uh, the Morning 5 will be having, once again, the Men's Tournament Challenge on uh, ESPN. So we'll be making our brackets, posting it. Um, I don't know if we're going to do any prizes or anything. We might do a giveaway since nobody can beat us in the Daily Fantasy League. Uh, we might take some of those gift cards we have and pump them over to the Men's Tournament. But we will be having the, uh, the Men's Tournament Challenge on ESPN. We'll be posting that on all of our social medias today. Over on the Marine South scoreboard for today in basketball, Carrollton falls to Cherokee 66 to 70, and Temple falls to Mount Vernon 68 to 38. I was out there for that Temple Mount Vernon game. Man, Temple gave it everything they had just in the end. Mount Vernon folks were huge. They were absolute monsters. They had guys 6'8, 6'11, 280 pounds, 300 pounds. They had huge guys. Dennis Scott the third. Dennis Scott's son was on that team. It was it was very odd because they were big and they were athletic, but I, Mount Vernon, skill-wise, if we're just going strictly off of skill, our Temple Tigers were better than Mount Vernon was. Uh, but it was just, it, it, they were too big, man. They were just too big in the post, and Ezekiel Jacobson got into foul trouble, and once he had to sit for a little while, Temple just didn't really have any answer to that size. Uh, and it is what it is in basketball, but I mean, that's what happens when you can buy your team. When you're Mount Vernon and you're a private school uh, and you can give scholarships to whoever you want and the rules don't apply to you as they do public schools and you can buy your team. If you, if you need a guard, you can go out and buy a guard. If you need a center, you can go out and buy a center. Uh, it's, it's a professional team, and that's what I've always said. 
about private schools. It's insanely unfair that public schools have to pay, play, play private schools. Private schools should be in their own category. All private schools should play each other. You go off into the sunset and play your own little private school playoffs that nobody cares about um, because we support public schools around here. We don't support private schools. So I have a huge issue with private schools being in public school playoffs and divisions and all that. Private schools should be in their own little thing because they all they operate in their own little world. Um, but Temple Tigers and the Carrollton Trojans both had phenomenal seasons, both make it to the Elite Eight, and Temple's bringing back so many kids. I mean, they have so many underclassmen underclassmen on that roster. It's it's nuts, man. Three of the starting five are sophomores, so that team is going to be back at it next year and, and just as good as they were this year, if not better. Out in baseball, Villarica beats Lithia Springs 16-1. to uh, And then Temple at Manchester and Bowden at Harrelson County. I do not have scores for those. Couldn't find scores for them this morning. In soccer, Villarica draws Trinity Christian 3-3. to uh, Ezra with two goals and Micah Alba with one goal. Temple falls to Modell. Girls 6-0, boys 11-1. And in lacrosse, Bremen beats East Coweta 9-7. I think that was a big comeback win. For Bremen. I believe they were down two or three goals and they came back and won that game last night, nine to seven. On the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight. Baseball, Harrelson County at Heard County at 530. Carrollton versus Lambert in the LaGrange tournament at 430. And Kusa at Bremen at 530. Now, I believe that Kusa at Bremen game has been changed to Lake Point. Uh, the Carrollton versus Lambert, I believe, has been changed as well. Not 100% sure where, but I thought I saw that somewhere. Just check before going out to your local baseball field um, and see if the game is actually going on because we have some severe weather coming in the area tonight. So a lot of games are getting changed locations to where they're going to go. So just double check where and when these games are taking place, if they're actually taking place uh, to see if, if the games are going on because of the weather. In lacrosse, Carrollton at Fayette, 555. The girls will be playing in the Kennesaw Mountain at Carrollton. The boys take action at 730. In soccer, Bowden at New Manchester. Girls at 530 and boys at 730. Once again, lacrosse and soccer, same as baseball. Check on Facebook, check on Twitter. Make sure these games are actually taking place because of the weather that is moving in. If it's, if it's just rain and no lightning and thunder and stuff like that, soccer will play and I'm assuming lacrosse will probably play as well. Time for another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goosby Real Estate Group. Kevin Durant, back from injury, scores 23 in winning Suns debut. The Suns are going to be really good, man. Uh, they, they, were, they were a good team before when, uh, when Booker was there. I mean, they're 34 and 29. They're five games over 500. If you would just look at it on paper, you wouldn't think they're good. But what you don't see is Devin Booker's been hurt for a long time in this season. When Booker is healthy, when Kevin Durant is healthy, you know, they might be my favorite to win the West. I think it might be the Suns and the Celtics in the uh, NBA championship this year. So that's something to keep an eye on is how Kevin Durant and Devin Booker work out there in Phoenix land. Uh, trade Lamar Jackson. Ravens GM says he covets the quarterback and great players. Once again, I'm on the record. I think the Falcons at the end of the day will be trading for Lamar Jackson. I think they're going to take that eighth pick and trade it to Baltimore along with some other picks and get Lamar Jackson here in Atlanta. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be a Falcon next year. I think he's going to be a Falcon. You're going to see him slaying it around, passing over to uh, to Drake London and uh, Pitts. I think that's going to be a great matchup. Hopefully. I have my fingers crossed. 
Joe Montana's The Drive jersey sells for a record $1.212 million. I cannot believe anybody would pay that much money for a jersey. That is just, that's absurd, man. It breaks the uh, it breaks the record for the most expensive football jersey ever sold at auction. The jersey uh, brokered through collectible marketplaces golden. The previous record was $480,000 paid for the 2021 Tampa Bay Buccaneers Tom Brady jersey in January of 2022. So, I mean, it destroyed it. I mean, that's almost three times as much. $1.2 million to 480000 uh, 400, Like, that's almost triple the amount. That is a, that's a lot of money to pay for a jersey. The GM for the Colts said to move up. There has to be a guy worth moving up for. This comes amid rumors that the Colts are going to be moving up to try to get a quarterback in this year's draft. Maybe C.J. Stratt or Alabama's Bryce Young. Um... I, I don't know if they should move up, but they certainly need a quarterback out there. I mean, Matt Ryan, that was not it. They have they have sort of wallowed in terrible quarterbacks the past three to four years, unfortunately, for Colts fans. They have a really good team around them, but haven't been able to find that, uh, that centerpiece to kind of solidify that team and, and make a playoff push and win that division. Spring training batting averages runs tick upward amid, among shift limits. I hated the shift but i hate the fact that they have outlawed the shift even more if that makes sense i know that sounds very odd but it, i don't know outlawing the shift is sort of like outlawing zone defense in basketball or outlawing the tampa 2 defense in, in football for a secondary i i didn't like the shift but i never minded that teams deployed it like if you hate the shift so much be a better batter hit it the other way you know stop pulling everything spray it to the opposite field become a better batter uh, so th this is, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of the pitch count or the pitch clock because it speeds baseball up. I'm not fan. I'm not a fan of them outlawing the shift. I, I sort of liked the shift I, or I didn't, I didn't like the shift, but I liked that it wasn't, I don't know, legislated. I, I just, I don't like too many rules in, in any of my sports. So no more shift batting averages is up, but that's probably good for baseball and baseball viewership. Today in 2012, the NFL established existence of a bounty program at the New Orleans Saints in 2009. 11 players given incentives to injure opponents. Coach Sean Payton is suspended for the 2012 season. That was crazy, man. That was that was nuts that they found evidence for it, A, and B, that they actually prosecuted for it. That was, um, that was pretty crazy, and everybody here in Atlanta Falcons territory absolutely loved it uh, because everybody hates the Falcons, or everybody hates the Saints around here so that was a big big scandal in the nfl one of the last big scandals i can think of the nfl other than the whole washington commies thing that's come out that we haven't even gotten any you know we, we haven't gotten any information out of that yet so uh for billy lindahl i am bryce sparling thanks for listening to this morning's morning five episode we will see y'all tomorrow same time same place shake your neighbors just shake them shake your neighbors